Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I want to talk about how they cheat in elections. Why am I bringing this up now? Because they're at the point now where, again, they're actually bragging about it. And something happened yesterday that um, it describes how simple what they do is. I understand. I get it that there's a lot of people concerned about machines and all that. That's perfectly uh, reasonable uh, concerns to have with the voting process. I understand it. But what if I told you the way they cheat is even simpler? That if they can do it the easy way, they're not going to go to the hard way. And it's right in front of your face. I'll show you what I mean coming up in a second. Credit card balances have been rising for five consecutive quarters, increasing at some of the largest rates in 20 years. If you've racked up debt, you're not alone. 2023 has been a brutal year for most Americans grappling with inflation, rising rates, and just generally how expensive life is. For homeowners, there's a better way to get you on a path to financial freedom with American financing. They're helping folks just like you get out of that crippling debt and realizing significant savings. In fact, they're saving customers like you an average of $700 a month. goes a long way these days. And unlike credit card debt, your mortgage interest is tax deductible, stretching your savings even further. A quick 10-minute call to my friends at American Financing and their salary-based mortgage consultants. It's all it takes. There's no pressure and no upfront fees to see what they can do for you. If you start today, you might even be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call today, 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS Our second sponsor today, again, I appreciate your patience, but the show has been a little compressed today. The Durban Accords can impact the dollar. It's coming up. It's been reported that on August 22nd, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa may announce the launch of a new international super currency backed by gold and other commodities. Part of their long-term plan is believed is to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as cornerstones of the global financial system. So how do you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? I diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. You should too. Historically, gold has been a safe haven at times of high uncertainty like right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax shelter retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word DAN to 989898. A monumental shift may be happening among nations that control a third of the world's GDP starting August 22nd. Help protect your retirement savings. Text DAN to 989898. Claim your free information kit on gold from Birch Gold Group. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Message and data rate supply. All right, we're skipping the bell today. We're not doing anything because I don't have time for any of this stuff. Folks, they cheat. They cheat in elections. It's not complicated. What they do to cheat in elections is quite simple. I want you to think of it this way. If you were going to fish in two ponds, though both ponds are the same size, all else is equal, right? You want to fish in two ponds. Do you want to fish in the pond with a lot of fish in it or you want to fish in the pond with just a few fish in it? It's not a trick question. You want to fish in the pond with a whole bunch of fish in it because you stand a greater likelihood of catching a fish, correct? Democrats think of voting the same way. They think of voting the exact same way. Their theory on voting is get them registered, get voter registrations in, send them out, the ballots, collect them, and count them. That's it. But the first step of that shuts the rest of the steps down if the first step doesn't happen. That is why Democrats focus on voter registration drives. They want to fish in a bigger pond with more fish in it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it is that simple. This is what they do. The collection part for them, they think is now going to be easy moving forward because COVID helped them move to more of a mail-in balloting system, okay? The collection part for them is going to be the easy part. It's the first part that's the complicated part. They've got to get people registered. 
even if they're not people, even if people are dead, they've got to get people. If, welcome to the show if you're here. Are we back? Are we live? All right. All right. Make sure. Sorry, folks. I'm Listen, again, if you missed it, you'll see the intro. I'm deeply, deeply apologetic that you spent your time here with us and we let you down for 20 minutes on the tech side. I'm really super sorry. That is on me. It is my show. But getting back to it, the voter registration is the Democrats' choke point. They've got to get registrations out there. They don't care if you're legitimate, not legitimate. It doesn't matter. They've always excelled at fishing in a bigger pond. This is how the cheating starts. Then, after they're done with all the cheating, they stop people from talking about it. It's a way to keep the hysteria. That's why they needed the COVID hysteria. This is critical you understand this. Why am I bringing this up? An explosive report in the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Check it out. You need to read this today. Nonpartisan voter registration organization is actually a Democrat get-out-the-vote machine, report says. Daily Caller Jason Cohen. A tremendous article. It's called the Voter Registration Project. Folks, this is how they do it. It's how they get more fish in the pond. They don't really care if after you register, you're the one who voted under your registration. As long as they can get a ballot out to you and that ballot's returned, you understand what I'm saying? Whether you return it or not, they don't give a shit. All they care about is that thing is checked for a Democrat. But you gotta have a registered voter first. Here's what they do, these groups. This is the scam. They present themselves as nonpartisan voter registration organizations, but they're really working to help Democrats, according to Capital Research Center's exclusive report which the Daily Caller uh, got, got their hands on. The organization, the VRP, Voter Registration Project, was commissioned by the white now White House Deputy Chief of Staff, John Podesta, who you know is one of the biggest lefties on this rock we call planet Earth, and was funded by left-wing donors and was specifically aimed at winning election victories for Democrats. The CRC report alleges that the VRP describes themselves as nonpartisan yet a particularly targeted demographics likely to vote Democrat and hired left-wing consultants, leading to 5.1 million new voter registrations since 2015, according to the website. 5.1 million new voter registrations. Now, to be clear, there's nothing illegal about registering new voters. Republicans should be doing it too, obviously. I'm trying to explain to you, though, the Democrat game plan. Get them registered, send the ballots out, collect them, and count them. Notice at no point in that game plan did I say, make sure the registered voter is the one who's actually voting. You understand that's not part of this. That is not part of the scheme. The New York Times even talked about this. How when you get a bunch of people, I cannot talk about this article enough. Back in 2012, when mail-in balloting was largely a Republican endeavor in Florida, military folks, senior citizens, and others, right? When it was a Republican thing, the New York Times hated mail-in balloting. Look, here's the piece again. Back in 2012, New York Times' Adam Liptak talking about how votes by mail are less likely to be counted, more likely to be compromised, more likely to be contested than those in a voting booth statistics show. Election officials reject almost 2% of ballots cast by mail, double the rate for in-person voting. So let's do some simple math. You get 5.1 million ballots out there in new registrations. You, you get them out. You send them out. You collect them. Ladies and gentlemen, 2%. We're talking about a big, big number of potential fraudulent ballots out there. That's assuming at the low end. 
This is why voter registration is the key for this whole thing. You're fishing in a bigger pond. There are more fish. There are more ballots you can send out. At no point do they give a damn who sends the ballot back. Folks, they bragged about all this, how they cheat. They brag about all this. If this is a legal process, it's no problem. Get them registered, send them a ballot, collect it from the registered voter, whether they show up in person or where ballot harvesting is legal, and count them. That's not what the Democrats plan on doing. They don't care if it's the actual registered voter. They brag about how they cheat in campaigns. You remember this article, this Time article, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that saved the 2020 election? Ladies and gentlemen, if there is a one must read right now, it is this Time Magazine article in my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter, where they describe and walk through exactly what they did to fleece the 2020 election. They talk about it. Let's go through it piece by piece. So you know I'm not making this up. They brag about all this stuff. They know there's a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. One that curtailed the protests and coordinated resistance from CEOs. So business people were involved. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists, liberal money people, and business titans. The PAC was formalized in a terse joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the labor unions, AFL-CIO, published on Election Day. They saw it as kind of an implicit bargain inspired by the uh, massive protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace, and here's the important line, oppose Trump's assault on democracy. What are they saying here? They're saying very simply that these groups all winked and nodded at each other. Labor unions, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, business titans, left-wing liberal donors, they all coordinated together to make sure Trump wouldn't win. Is that the same liberal donors involved in things like the voter registration project? You see how you are fighting this massive tidal wave on the shore right now coming in? All of these big money people, connected elites, marshalling their efforts together to screw you over? You understand what's going on here? They brag about it. They're not even hiding it anymore. Here's how they did it. Read this piece. Again, it's in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just read this article. It's long, but it's worth your time. Talking about this group of people, left-wingers, unions, business titans who got together to screw over Trump. They note that their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions of public, uh, in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits. You see how it's always about the voting system. Recruited armies of poll workers. Ah, the voting system. Got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. There you go. They're laying it out. Pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. Let me sum up part one of what they did. They got people registered. They sent them out. They collected a bunch of ballots and they counted them. And they didn't give a shit who those ballots came from as long as that ballot was marked Democrat. And then when you talked about it, even now, they pressured social media companies to call you an election denier. I'm not denying there was an election. Is anyone else? There was an election and it was shit. That's not, I'm not denying anything. You see how they do this? This is how the police state works. Here's part two, how they did it. 
public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold, i.e. voter registration drive. Preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction, i.e. pressuring social media companies. They're bragging about it. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. The untold story of the elections, thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its foundation, said Norm Eisen. Let me, uh, let me uh, add, a hack Democrat who absolutely hates Republicans. That's how they did it. Just laid the whole thing out for you in 10 minutes. It wasn't hard. Folks, this is why they needed the COVID hysteria. They have been pushing for mass mail-in balloting for years. It is critical to them. It is the mass mail-in balloting that enabled them to do all this stuff. I'm going to get back to the COVID hysteria here because it's important. This is why you're starting to hear all the COVID stuff heat up again. Get the face diapers back on. This article in Express, you can see right here. Scientists, the man Britons, wear face masks as new, uh, uh, as new COVID variant spreads. You see they're doing it again? They're doing it again because they need the hysteria to make sure that people are scared enough that if they push for in-person voting in the United States, they have a backup plan. And the backup plan is going to be, no, 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 we need this social distancing and all this stuff. People be able to have to, they have to be able to work from home, to vote from home, excuse me. I mean, they're ignoring all this stuff. The Telegraph, heart attacks at record level after the pandemic. Gee, I wonder what that has to do with. Nobody asks any questions there. I got Dr. McCullough, world-renowned cardiologist, coming on my radio show later today to talk about exactly that. Folks, this is crazy. They are doing it right in front of our faces. This voter registration thing and their mass effort to fish in a bigger pond requires the mail-in balloting. Because think about it. If you show up on Election Day, you, and then you show up again with another ballot, they're going to know that ballot's not yours because you were already there. That's why they want mail-in balloting. Get them registered, send them out, collect them, count them. Folks, if all this fails, by the way, they're going to go full police state. We are there already. I'm very nervous about them using the guns and the badges to lock people up. They've got the power right now. I'm going to show you what I mean coming up in a second. Play the video for it. I'm going to get past this. On a bit of a lighter note, I want to start the show, but you had a technical hiccup with this. You know, Biden can never find his way off the stage, right? He's got this issue with exit ramps. He cannot seem to ever, he always looks confused trying to find his way off the stage because he is confused, spaghetti-o brains. Now he can't seem to find his way onto the stage. Here's Joe Biden yesterday in an event. They're like, and here's Joe Biden, except there's no Joe Biden to be found. Check this out. President Joe Biden, y'all. Well, I'm a little underwhelmed, aren't you all? I think I messed up. Y'all, please vote for me, okay? You didn't mess up. It's Biden. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't even find his way to the stage now. Not only can't he find his way off, he can't find his way to. This guy's going to need, like, one of these... um. You know those little robot things that go around the sea, surveillance robots and kind of guide you around? He's going to need to be permanently attached. He's going to have to guide him on the stage and off the stage, this guy. It keeps getting worse with this joker. All right, let me get back to this. 
Because, folks, I've been warning you, the police state is here right now. This is the problem with where we are. The problem with where we are with the voting process is even if you discuss the voting process, the police state, in conjunction with social media companies, will put you in jail, throw you in jail, lock you up, censor you, have you fired from your job, and bankrupting, uh, bankrupt you if you expose what I just exposed. Now, I, I, I get it. I get it. Many of you are probably saying, Dan, it can't be that simple. You're just saying to me the Democrats pump a lot of money into registering people, then push mail-in balloting after they push all the ballots out and collect the ballots whether the people who are actually voting vote or not? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. It's really that simple. And if you discuss it, they are going to have you investigated and locked up. They're showing it with Donald Trump right now. Did you see this filing that popped last night that they also got a hold of Donald Trump's deleted direct messages on Twitter and his potentially his draft tweets as well? Folks, this is full police state stuff. We are in a really dangerous time. I can't say to you enough. Stay frosty, man. It is getting really, really bad out there. I wanted to show you this, too. It's a hat tip, Tom Elliott over at Grabian. Remember when the Democrats were, I mean, political targeting is going on right now. There's no doubt about that. Donald Trump, Peter Navarro, Roger Stone, you've seen it. Me, everyone else. I mean, I was the subject of a surveillance operation by embassy people over in Ukraine. Yeah, that happened. You can look that up. Me and I wasn't the only one, Gorka, Hannity, and others. Remember when people like Rachel Maddow claimed that Donald Trump was going to be the one who was going to be politically targeting his opponents? Notice how all of them are really silent right now when they realize that Joe Biden's doing and Barack Obama did everything they claimed Trump was going to be responsible for. Watch this supercut. You'll see what I mean. Check this out. Now that he's got the right attorney general in position to do it, we now know they really have been trying to gin up criminal prosecutions and criminal investigations into the president's perceived enemies. Politically motivated persecution, right? Courtesy of Bill Barr. I'll, I'll roll in the FBI on you. That's how banana republics work, right? The home of the 45th president of the United States has been raided by the FBI. Mr. Trump is using the Justice Department to go after his perceived enemies. I feel worried about the prospect of the Justice Department being used as a tool of this president or any. In our little banana republic, any capable prosecutor can get a grand jury to hand down an indictment of something as innocent as a ham sandwich. Today, an indictment was unsealed. Charging Donald J. Trump. Breaking news on former President Trump. He's been indicted for the fourth time in five months. Bill Barr, on the president's behalf, is weaponizing the Justice Department to go after the president's enemies. When you win an election, you don't seek to just prosecute the losing side. The president using the Justice Department as a weapon to get what he wants. Department of Justice is totally politicized. Sticking the Department of Justice on political opponents. Threatening to imprison his political rival, Banana Republic style. Trying to exact revenge against all of his enemies. Tin pot dictator in a Banana Republic. Is acting more like a Banana Republic dictator. He's using government resources to go after his political opponent. Um, essentially, we are a Banana Republic. That we are... We are um, seeking to have a bogus in criminal investigation into a political opponent. Now, don't forget, please, I do not present to you those videos. I do not present them to you to expose hypocrisy. But Dan, it's hypocrisy. They said they were worried about political targeting and did it themselves. They don't care. 
to them, it's not about if they don't care. It's not about hypocrisy. To them, it is hierarchy. Don't ever forget this. When you are a collectivist, a communist, a socialist, a fascist, you are your the, the tip of your spear is power. Abusing that power is irrelevant. They don't care. When the communists put up people against the walls in Cuba and shot them, they didn't care that the families thought it was hypocritical that those people were shot while the so-called communists were getting rich. They don't care. I show you this to expose to you these people how dangerous and perilous, exposing these people how dangerous and perilous of a time we're in. They will do anything. They don't care. Nothing is going to stop them other than losing the one thing they crave most, which is what? Which is what? Which is power. That is it. That is all they crave. You know what? Let me get to this before we get to the sponsors. This is super important. Cue up that Newt Gingrich video, if you would. This is about a minute and 30. Please listen to every second of this. Well, listen, I'm not, I don't know you feel, I'm not friend, friends with Newt. I'm friendly with him. I'm not, I don't dislike the guy. But I, I try to detach myself from politicians, even former. But I'm telling you, regardless of your feelings about Newt Gingrich, establishment Republicans, non-establishment, whatever, it doesn't matter. I want you to pay very close attention to what Gingrich says here. He's saying exactly what I'm telling you. These people don't care anymore. There are no emergency breaks to how they will move forward. If we don't stop them in this election and remove the one thing they need to hurt us, power, then, ladies and gentlemen, pain is on the other side of that. There's no doubt. Listen to this. I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, If you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, If you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness, uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand the people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can. And that includes a lot of the elite news media. Depressing, isn't it? Look again, I have the old goose pimples there. It's hard to hear, but it's true. He's not kidding. They will break any law, 
They will hurt anyone in their way, censor them, bankrupt them, jail them. There is only one way to stop them. There is an emergency break. There is a break glass. And it's to remove them from power. Now, Dan, you focused in the beginning on how they cheat in elections. Folks, they can, but nationally, it's hard. We won in 2016. 2020 was a big freaking joke, as you can tell. But we can do it because we have. Don't tell me we can't win. We have. We're going to have to do it in spite of what they're planning right now. The only good news is a lot of these Republican states that they're going to need to get to 270 Electoral College have uh, revamped a lot of their voting rules that are going to make a lot of this harder. Impossible? No, but harder. Folks, you've got to separate these people from power. Your options are that or destruction on the other side of it. They are that bad right now. I want to play something from the five that happened yesterday. It was a blow up on the five, too, and it mattered. It mattered. I want to play that for you, and I want to show you a tweet by Mark Levin that there may be some hope on the other side of this, too, and quickly. All right, let me get to our last sponsors. Again, I so appreciate your patience. I just wrote that in the chat. Very sorry about the technical hang. Not to keep harping on it, but I owe you better, and it's my show. I owe you better. You spend time with me, you better freaking produce. Folks, over the last 20 years with your support, MyPillow has not only been able to launch the MyPillow, but the mattress topper, the slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels too. There's a lot more. MyPillow has over 200 products. You know that? MyPillow is so confident you'll love each and every one of them. When you go to MyPillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at 20 bucks just for checking out their website. No purchase necessary. That's right. Get everything. MyPillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more all for MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-637-4982 and use promo code DAN to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And remember, just by checking out MyPillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 and no purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code DAN or call 800-637-4982. MyPillow.com, promo code DAN. Our last sponsor today, GenuCell. Ladies, look in the mirror. You see those dark spots? Well, they're not going away in the road. Introducing the Dark Spot Corrector from GenuCell Skincare right in time for the summer. The Dark Spot Corrector with not one but three cutting-edge ingredients goes to work fast, targeting sunspots, dark spots, liver spots, even old discoloration on the face and hands. You'll be amazed at how quickly you can see results. You can enjoy your summer beach and barbecues without embarrassing spots. With GenuCell Skincare, you see the results of your money back, no questions asked. So go to GenuCell.com right now, get your Dark Spot Corrector with the new GenuCell Skincare most popular package and say goodbye those pesky spots tomorrow. And if you're not blown away with the results, 100% of you on your back, no questions asked. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan right now for these amazing summer essentials and save over 70% off GenuCell skincare most popular package. Don't wait. Order GenuCell skincare most popular package now. Free shipping, free returns, and the best luxury skincare you've ever used all at 70% off. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Dan. GenuCell.com slash Dan. All orders will include a mystery luxury gift while supplies last. GenuCell.com slash Dan. Thanks for your patience. Appreciate that. Thanks, Jenny Cell. Thanks, my pillow. Folks, again, they will stop at nothing. Newt nailed it in that clip. There's not a law that's going to get in their way. The media will cover up for them. There is a way to stop them. We have pardon power. We can isolate them from power while we still have elections. We lose this election. The elections may not matter going forward. It's that important. But this happened on the on the five yesterday. I bring up this clip specifically. Because Gutfeld got into an argument with Harold Ford Jr. I know both of these men well. 
Harold has always been a gentleman to me. Greg is a friend. Having said that, Harold is is probably the most moderate Democrat they have there. He's not known for fiery liberal takes. He's a Tennessee Democrat with a pretty moderate record, who, when you talk to him, seems like a pretty rational guy. But with due respect, I have to strongly disagree because Harold really epitomized where the Democrats are right now with the police state. They justify what they're doing. Sane Democrats, I'm talking, I'm not talking about liberals. Liberals just want power and they just want you hurt. That's it, period. Politically, personally, uh, financially hurt. When even moderate Democrats are talking this way, we've got a problem. They justify the police state tactics the Democrats have engaged in using this line that, thank the Lord, and I'm not using his name in vain, Gutfeld called him out on. This, well, Trump had it coming anyway, right? Here's what I mean. Check this out. I think this is totally over the top uh, as a jet four. I mean, even when everything you say makes sense, except it's all bullshit. It's all nonstop. We know this is designed to banish and isolate and to destroy a political outsider. Who predicted this? Chuck Schumer. Remember, he said, yep. don't mess with the oh, intel agencies. So right. Don't mess with the intel agencies. They'll keep, they'll arrest your team and keep it off the field. But do you not think he's done anything no, I, to deserve I, any of this? He is, is probably one of the most troubling, consequential figures in history. But no, he doesn't deserve any of this. And by the so, way. See what Harold said there? Do you not think he's deserved any of this? Now, Harold's welcome to come on my show. He's always been a gentleman to me. However, ladies and gentlemen, I'm seeing this more and more. And it's not just moderate Democrats either. It's moderate Republicans too. Their stance appears to be, I don't like Donald Trump because of X. Uh, Tweets, he made a big fuss about the election. He gave a speech and the Stop the Steal rally. I don't like that. So their attitude seems to be unleash the guns and the badges on him because he deserves it. Folks, that is bullshit. That is not the way the country works. That flag means something. That flag means you don't get to take your personal animus out on someone because you don't like them using guns and badges when you get power. That's what that means. That's what every tin pot dictatorship does. You know, I heard that this morning, and I'm glad Greg stood up and said that is total bullshit using that word, and good for him. But I thought of something. You guys in the chat, you ever see that movie Unforgiven? It's probably one of the greatest Westerns ever. I I, I love it. Some people thought the movie was overrated. Not me. I watched a lot of Westerns in my time. Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood, one of the greatest movies you will ever see. Just, I mean, a fantastic a fantastic take on morality, redemption, whatever. Long story short, there's a line in the movie where this kid, he's talking to Clint Eastwood, William Money, who is a, a noted a killer. The guy had been a killer for decades and redeemed himself and was trying to live a family life and got caught up in some stuff. And there's this young kid, this pistolier, and he's basically a fraud. He tells him he's some big like bandit killer or whatever, and he's probably never killed anyone in his life. So he winds up shooting a guy, and the kid's freaking out. You can see he must have killed him. And William Money, who's killed a lot of people in his times, looking at the kid, trying to justify what he did, realizing he took a man's life. You guys know the scene I'm going for here? And he says, well, you know, I, I guess he had it coming, trying to justify it. And what does William Money say to him? 
He says, we all got it coming, kid. We all got it coming. That's the point. If Harold Ford's take and a bunch of moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans, if their take is, well, Trump had it coming, we all got it coming. Folks, everyone in that chat, you know who you are. Everyone in this room, every person sitting at this desk, the only one, it's me. Believe me, we all got it coming. But in a constitutional republic, if you can't produce probable cause that I violated some established law and swear to it in a court of law, then you can't arrest me, even if I do have it coming. This is how I know we're in such a dangerous spot. When I hear people like Harold talking like that, folks, I get nervous. I've had many a conversation with him and others. Guy seems like a perfectly reasonable guy. That's how I know the Constitutional Republic is teetering on the edge. I wanted to get to this, too. It's a fascinating take by Mark Levin, which, if he's correct, and I have no reason that Mark's a much smarter legal mind than I'll ever be. Mark's an actual attorney, brilliant guy, and obviously a mentor to me, and just a guy I really look up to a lot. He's done a lot for me and a lot for a lot of people. Uh, Mark put this tweet out last night. I said to you yesterday that one of the reasons the Georgia case against Trump, the latest witch hunt, is going to be so effective is there's if he's convicted, there's no way to pardon his way out of it. The governor of Georgia does not control the pardon power, an independent board does, and you have to serve a 30-year sentence before you're even eligible for a pardon. So if Trump got sentenced to, say, 10 years in jail just using round numbers, you know, the guy would have to do two, three years before he could even get a pardon in an actual prison cell. Now, that's assuming a lot that the Secret Service would even allow it. It's a lot of ridiculous leaps in logic we have to make. But Levin, again, very smart guy, has a different take. I'm going to read this to you because if you haven't seen this, this is super important you understand this. Levin says President Trump can, in fact, pardon himself from the Georgia charges if he's elected president. One, the Constitution's silent about whether a president can be indicted. That's accurate. The Department of Justice has taken the position under both parties that you can't indict a sitting president because it would cripple the executive branch and make his ability to defend himself effectively impossible. He goes on, just two more points. He says, given this position and the supremacy clause in the Constitution, Mark believes that the idea that a president can't be indicted at the federal level because it would cripple the executive branch also applies locally. That's an interesting take. That mean, there would be litigation involved, but... If there's a guy I trust legally, it's Mark. He says one more point. Furthermore, if Trump is indicted and even convicted, the idea that the president cannot pardon himself from these Georgia state charges is absurd. Again, not only because of the Constitution's supremacy clause, but the same considerations that apply to a federal conviction would obviously apply to a state conviction. Now, Mark sent this to me this morning. I hope he's right. Obviously, it would be litigated, and a lot of people who are, who are smart on both sides would probably argue in either direction. But that's a fascinating question. If the idea behind the not the DOJ's interpretation of the law is that the president can't be indicted because every little tin pot dictator posing as a DA or a city state's attorney would indict the president of the opposite party to try and keep him occupied in court, you know, that seems like where the supremacy clause would kick in. So fascinating take by Mark Levin, and uh, I obviously always respect what he has to say. What do you guys think? What do you think in the chat? Any lawyers in the chat? If you're a lawyer in the chat, chime in. Seriously, I'd love to hear from you. Do you think he's onto something, or do you think that, uh, no, state charges, 
he's screwed. I'd love to hear what you have to say, especially, again, the lawyers in the chat. You guys are super smart and ladies in there. All right, I need to do a quick, uh, again, sorry, we're doing a little bit of a compressed show. I'm going to go a little bit uh, later today. I'm going to roll just right into the radio show. So uh, no sweat. We won't lose that much time together. So uh, Biden mental health updates, SpaghettiOs brains, rotting oatmeal carcass. Joe Biden's at it again. I showed you before how now he can't find his way onto the stage or off the stage, either one. I mean, can you imagine, by the way, five more years of this guy? Folks, right? I mean, I don't Joe, I don't wish you a will on anyone, as you well know. But folks, the problem is the difference between let's say 86 and 87 is not the same as 21 to 22. It's like dog years at that point. He is going to be in, I mean, I can even argue that in your forties. Listen, I feel a lot worse at 48 than I did 42. My choice. It's not the same. Here's SpaghettiOs brains yesterday claiming again for what is this? What is this? The 30th time that he's cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion, he keeps doing it, despite the fact it is categorically false. Take a listen. And unlike the last president, in my first two years in office, even with all we've done, I'm the first one to cut the federal debt by $1 trillion, $700 billion. $1 trillion, $700 billion cut. He says we're being super generous that he said this 30 times. I agree. It's probably closer, and in private, probably closer to 1,000. I mean, you know, I was going to, Guy's tired of it. Joe's tired. I'm tired. I was going to put up how the national debt's gone up every year. I, I, I Clearly, the math thing isn't working for dumbass liberals, so I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to ask a simple question. Exactly. It's, it's, Guy, tell me if you like this approach better. If Biden cut the deficit, why have we been in a debt ceiling fight? For the last year and a half under his presidency. Joe, any ideas? Where to? Because he's right. So, so just to be clear, we want to raise the debt ceiling to issue more debt, despite the fact that Joe Biden cut the deficit. I've tried the math. I've tried showing people the numbers. Nothing works. Why is Joe Biden constantly need a debt ceiling hike if the deficit's going down? Has that occurred to anyone? Okay, he's added $5 trillion to the national debt, which is going to be a, uh, a record, by the way. So I, I'm tired of the nonsense. I, I've tried arguing logically. Clearly, it's not working. Bidenomics, that's right. He said it right. This is his Bidenomics. You're going to get Bidenomics good and hard. Here's another one. He told the story again about Angelo. Angelo, the Amtrak uh, conductor, who allegedly told him he was a million-mile member. Uh, here's the problem on Amtrak. Um, Angelo died in 2014. Um, another problem is Angelo retired from Amtrak in 1993 when he claims the Secret Service was going to pull a gun on Angelo. So by the time he was the vice president, Angelo had been retired for more than a decade. Here he goes again, telling the story about Angelo. And he doesn't want to name him because he doesn't want to get him in trouble, despite the fact he's been dead for nine years. Take a listen. <laughs> And this guy, I won't mention his name because I would get him in trouble. But one of the senior guys in Amtrak who I've rode with the whole time comes up and goes, Joey, baby, grabs my cheek. I swear to God, I thought you were going to shoot him. And uh, I said, no, 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 no. I said, what's the matter, Angie? He said, we just, I read this thing about a, over a million miles on Air Force planes. He said, hell, you know how many miles you travel on Amtrak? I said, no, Angie, I don't know. Folks. The guy died in 2014. 
He's dead. God rest his soul. He's probably a real guy. He's not around. You're not going to hurt his feelings. And he retired from Amtrak in 1993. Nobody pulled a gun on him. Stop making this story up. Here's one more. I don't want to waste too much time on uh, SpaghettiOs brains, but here again, Biden lying again because he's a sociopathic liar. And why is this stuff relevant? Oh, why are we wasting time? We're not wasting time. Ladies and gentlemen, the most damaging political narratives on planet Earth are ones which change your pre-existing notion of who a candidate is. I'm in the business of damaging left-wing political narratives. That's what I do. Why? Because lefties suck. They hate this country. They hate this place. And I'm here to fight them at every opportunity. Joe Biden wants you to believe he's a Scranton kid. He's an honest broker, man. He's a fighter. for No, he isn't. He is a kid-sniffing, bribe-taking, sociopathic, plagiarizing liar. That's exactly who he is. Here he is lying again. Say, hey, man, I saw this bridge collapse in Pennsylvania. Oh, you did? Here, take a listen. It's dangerous. And this reconstruction is long overdue. You, a lot of you were with me when I was in Pittsburgh. And by the way, the Pittsburgh is a city of bridges, more bridges in Pittsburgh than any other city in America. I watched that bridge collapse. I got there and saw it collapse with over 200 feet off the ground going over a valley. It collapsed. I mean, there's no tragedy, including his own, this guy won't lie about. You, you doubt me, by the way. Go back and look up the story of the tragedy when he was in this car accident and he lost family members. Follow the story afterwards. I don't even want to talk about it here because it's that disgusting about what Biden did. If you know the story, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Feel free to chat about that in the chat. He watched the bridge collapse. Here's the Associated Press, which is to the left of Lenin. The collapse came hours before President Biden arrived in the city to promote his trillion-dollar infrastructure. Guy's a freaking liar, man. He just lies about everything all the time, nonstop. He just can't stop. All right, let me switch gears a little bit. Listen, I don't do stories like this a lot, especially culture stories. It's not my thing. Other hosts do it. It's cool. I don't have any beef with it. It's just certainly not my interest. But this is. Because I love this movie and I love this story. And I got to tell you, I was always a little bit suspicious and I'm mad at myself personally. I waited. I followed professionally the Bongino rule on this story about Michael Lohr. You ever see the movie The Blind Side? Michael Lohr is a football player. I believe he was a left tackle. Uh, he was taken in by this family, the Tuies. Uh, they put him through school, wound up going, getting drafted by the Ravens. I think they drafted him. He Played at the, at the Panthers, good football player. It was a real feel-good story, made $300 million at the box office. And I've always been a little suspicious. But I applied the Bongino rule because the story came out yesterday, or the day before, excuse me, that Michael Orr is now alleging that the family that took him in, of course, there's always got to be a racial element because the family that took him in was white, Michael Orr was black, the media thrives on creating fake uh, race stories. So they said in this uh, version of events here, Michael Orr is now claiming like he was deceived and he thought he was adopted, but he wasn't adopted. It was really a conservatorship. And I'm mad at myself because personally, I violated the Bongino rule. Listen, it's a mea culpa. I didn't do it with you. I waited. I didn't dare put this on the air until I got the story out. But I said to my wife, I'm like, man, I can't believe it. It, it looks like they may have screwed this guy over. Now the story seems to be coming out a little different. Jason Whitlock at the Blaze Media has an amazing piece in the newsletter today suggesting, I'm not so sure Michael Orr is telling the truth. 
So Orr apparently is claiming he's owed some money by this family that graciously took him in, and they said they adopted him when they didn't. But Jason Whitlock says, if you go and watch the movie, it doesn't state a reply that Orr was ever adopted. So he went back and read his book, Whitlock. He published a memoir, Michael Orr, called I Beat the Odds, where he stated directly that the two E's secured a conservatorship when he was a senior. Nothing about adoption. Also that the two E's insisted he maintain a relationship with his biological mother and 11 siblings. Seems interesting that that part was left out. Because now the media, of course, because there's a racial thing, is jumping all over these the Tuies, oh, you took advantage of this guy. The Tuies, last time I checked, are worth about $200 million. Why they would need Michael Orr's NFL salary is beyond me. Oh, and now this emerges at Fox News. Allegations, but worth airing. Michael Orr demanded $15 million and threatened to plant the negative story, Tui family attorney claims. Folks, I only bring this up. I don't get into a lot of culture stuff. Because I'm telling you, you're being played by a lot of these people in the media who even a story about a football player in a movie can never tell you the truth. Just give it the Bongino rule, especially with Trump and race-based stories, because they had to inject race into it because he's black and the family's white. And you will pretty much see every single time that you've been getting jerked around. All right, I got to run. I got to do radio. You're probably like, aren't you on a radio at 12? Yeah, but it actually goes live at 12.05. How are you going to do that? The answer is really fast. Hey, again, uh, for the he's going to kill me because he's like, don't, I'm deeply sorry. I'm sorry the stream didn't work out today. We will do better in the future. That's on me. Thank you for hanging out. You're the most loyal audience. We have 52,000 people hung around. You are the hardcore P1s. Love you to death. Really, deeply sorry. See you back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for staying patient, and we really appreciate it. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.